0: Who want to know what works in social media today. I've got a special behind the scenes episode with you. I'm going to be joined by Leslie Samuel, and he's going to be interviewing me about some of the backstory about some of the exciting things we've got going on here at social media examiner. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore on Twitter. If you're new to this podcast, just be aware that this is a very special episode And obviously, we've got some great content coming your way that is not focused on me. With that, let's transition over to this week's interview with Leslie Samuel.
1: Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Leslie Samuel, and I'm excited because I'm taking over the show. We're flipping things around. I'm going to be interviewing someone that I think you know. But just in case for some strange reason, you're not sure who this person is, I want to tell you a little bit about him. His name is Mike Stelsner, and he is the founder of Social Media Examiner and Social Media Marketing World. And as you likely know, he hosts this podcast, the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Web3 Business Podcast. Well, he hosts this podcast, but he won't be hosting this podcast today today we're flipping things around i'm excited to have you what mike welcome to your show
0: <laughs> thank you and folks the voice that you're hearing is leslie samuel if you don't know who leslie is he is the main stage mc at social media marketing world this year he also did it last year he's absolutely amazing he's also a biology expert he's the founder of the interactive biology youtube channel which has hundreds of thousands of subscribers So, if for whatever reason, in addition to learning social marketing, you want to learn a little bit of biology, you know who
1: to go to. Back to you, Leslie. (laughs) All right, sounds good. Man, Mike, it's been 10 years. This is the 10th annual Social Media Marketing World. And we figured we'd do something special for this. And I want to just ask you some questions because people may not know the history of Social Media Marketing World. So, the first question I want to ask you tell us a little bit of the story about how you decided to launch social media marketing world in the first place?
0: Yeah, so I was specifically asked by a guy named Joe Polipsy, which is a really good friend of mine. And we have a story that goes way back. But I was asked to keynote with Brian Clark, the founder of Copyblogger, his very first event called Content Marketing World. And the year was 2011. And Joe and I have known each other for a very long time. I inspired him to found this thing called the Content Marketing Institute. And the Content Marketing Institute, for those that don't know, is actually kind of like Social Media Examiner. I had founded Social Media Examiner and my blog really took off. And I was talking to Joe and I said, hey, Joe, you ought to consider launching a multi-author blog. So he founded the Content Marketing Institute. And then years later, he decided to do something really big. He decided to one-up me. And he founded this conference called Content Marketing World. And I persuaded him. I said, hey, Joe, you know, Social Media Examiner has grown a lot since it was founded in 2009. It's 2011. You're going to be doing this big event. I think you should have me right up there on the stage with Brian Clark. And we could do a panel together specifically on growing a media company. So he found himself persuaded and said yes to me. And we did that keynote presentation. And it was in Cleveland, Ohio. And it was in this really old hotel. And the hotel was very, like, I don't know how to describe it, kind of like fancy, probably is the best way to say it. And I noticed before I did the keynote and throughout the event, Joe was walking around with a small entourage around him and he was smiling and he was calm. Now, you know something, Leslie, that I also know because we've gone to lots of events. Usually the founder of an event is not walking around smiling and comfortable. Usually instead they are freaking out and handling logistical nightmares behind the scene. And I had been going to events like Blog World and uh, Marketing Profs, B2B Summit, and all these other events for years. And there's just something different about Joe. And I said, Joe, how are you so calm? And he put a big smile on his face and he said, Mike, there's event management companies that you can hire. And I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, like bulbs went off in, in my head. And I was like, okay. So then I took my little iPhone out of my pocket. And I think it was, I don't know what it was back then, iPhone 4S or something. And I started snapping pictures everywhere. And I'm like, ching, 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 taking pictures, you know, my way of documenting like what everything he was doing. Because in that moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, I might be able to put on an actual physical event. And prior to this, I was doing online events and people have been coming to those for years. But I was like, okay. All of a sudden, in that moment, the light bulb switched in my head, and I became a real student while I was at that event. In addition to someone who was, you know, presenting, then I came back, and about almost two years later, it took me that long because I had to go figure it all out. Right? I had to, as I started going to other events, I had a different lens in which to to watch these events, and I, I just basically worked really hard. And in April of 2013, we launched the very first social media marketing world. And I don't think you were there, Leslie, back then, were you? I don't think we... we, I wasn't there at that point. Yeah, we didn't know each other at that point. But um, 1,100 people came from all around the world at our very first one. That was almost twice the size of what Joe's event was. And I was shocked that we had that many people. And we had recruited 68 speakers, which was no small endeavor, right? And a lot of people that came to that event were actually events people, to my surprise, that put on much larger events. And they were given us a lot of kudos and acknowledgements about how great of an event it was. We did our opening night party was at a dinosaur museum in San Diego called the Museum of Man or not Museum of Man, Natural History Museum. And the joke was that we were going to network around dinosaurs, right? Because But we were the new thing, the social media thing. We rented a thousand person yacht, we took it out on San Diego Bay, and it was just a really great first experience. And a lot of people were saying, dude, you got something here. I, I really think you should keep doing this because I didn't know if I was going to make any money. I didn't know if it was going to work. And just backing up the train a few months before we launched in April of 2013, social media marketing world, the marketer in me knew that I would have to do something pretty extreme to actually get people to show up at a conference. Because prior to this, everything was these online summits that we were doing a couple of times a year. And yes, we had grown a really big email list, but I knew that there was some sort of a marketing angle that I needed to take that I'd never done before. So in August of 2012, I decided to do something crazy. I decided to launch a podcast. Guess what it was called, Leslie? Social Media Marketing Podcast. The Social Media Marketing Podcast. It was called Social Media Marketing. And I knew that in April, I was going to have a conference. So the goal, the reason why it was called Social Media Marketing and the conference is called Social Media Marketing World is because it was designed to promote Social Media Marketing World, right? And guess what? Guess who spoke at Social Media Marketing World? Nearly everyone who was on the podcast, right? So I used the podcast as like a way to develop deeper relationships with a lot of these speakers, get them in front of a new audience. I was new to podcasting. Little did I know that this show – this podcast in particular would be a top ranked show, like right out of the gate. You know, we were one of the top business podcasts almost immediately because back then everybody was like really fascinated in learning through audio. So I I kind of believe that the launching of the podcast, which to this day is now its own thing, you know what I mean? Independent of social media marketing world, and it's gotten quite large. I think those two things together were kind of a Kind of a really big deal.
1: Yeah, I, there's so much that you mentioned in there that I want to uh, dig into. But there's one thing that really stands out to me from from the beginning of what you were saying there. You were at Joe's event, and and then there was Blob World, and there were all of these different events. Why was it important for you to go to those events, and why is it so important for marketers and entrepreneurs to attend these events?
0: Well, it's a great question. The first thing was I thought to myself, all right, Cleveland. San Diego, this was the first thing that I thought to myself, right I thought maybe one of the unique advantages I would have by doing an event would be to be in a major city, right because Cleveland is much smaller than San Diego. In addition, I thought to myself, I go to events like typically these other events that we were talking about were in New York City or they were in Vegas, right yep and a lot of times people go to events, to not just experience the event, but also to experience what the city has to offer, right? So in my particular case, my thinking was San Diego is a pretty major tourist destination. I went to college in San Diego, I lived in San Diego for decades, and I thought to myself, this might be a one-two punch, right? Really incredible destination, gives people a, a reason to go somewhere in a time of year where we would be promoting this during the winter months, right, when it was snowing and stuff. But really to the deeper question, like, why do people like me and even you, Leslie, go to events, right? I think back to the friendships and the, and the connections that I've made at conferences over the decades that I've been going to conferences. And there is something magical about actually meeting people in person that is hard to describe if you don't do it. But I will tell you that I first met Cliff Ravenscraft in las vegas at an event and i first met pat flynn at new york at an event and we would later we and I, i include you in this leslie we would later all join a mastermind group together right and we have been meeting weekly for i don't even know how many years how many years has it been like been almost a decade now it's crazy yeah it's been almost a decade so we wouldn't have had this chance to like do something like this if we didn't get to know each other in person And I think about all the people that I call friends in this industry, and nearly every single one of them I've had an opportunity to break bread with at a convention center or at a restaurant outside the convention center, or I've had late night hangouts in the hotel rooms, right, where we're just chatting about stuff, right? This kind of stuff is the stuff that you cannot replicate online. It's simply impossible to replicate online. You know, we've got really cool technology that allows us to do stuff online, but when you get to hang out with a person, you get to know them at a really, really deep level. Now, if I think back to before I started Social Media Examiner, I went to events and I would always walk away with customers. So there was always that opportunity to network at these kinds of events, right? And you would meet your next customer or you would meet your next business partner. I know so many people that started agencies together, for example, met each other at conferences like social media marketing world so many people who started podcasts right co-hosting shows together they met literally at social media marketing world masterminds all this kind of stuff so you have to ask yourself like is there something you you feel like you're missing in your professional career maybe you work in a place where people don't understand you maybe you're like me and you work from home right now and your wife or spouse gives you weird looks like and doesn't really understand what your business is about and you don't have anybody to talk to and how great would it be to be around like-minded individuals, right? I think that's, that's the like unspoken, extremely valuable thing that most people don't realize they're missing until they actually experience it.
1: I just wanna echo that because I know for me personally, in some of the relationships you mentioned are the same relationships that I have today. And I met them at events. I connected with them at events. And even if I met them before online, it wasn't until we broke bread together that we really connected. And some of the business relationships that I have today, I don't think I would still be in business today if I hadn't been attending events because there's so much that's come from that.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. You don't have to like break bread to still make good contacts with people at events, right? It could even just be that five-minute hallway conversation, right? Where like you guys like hit it, you hit it off with someone and you just agree that you're going to follow up afterwards. And before you know it, all of a sudden you're helping each other, right? Because this is, this is an industry where there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of solo operators, right? And people, and it's not easy to do this kind of work, right? So if you can find people that share this common struggle, this common challenge, all of a sudden it makes life so much better. It really does. Beyond that, I think that perhaps the real big selling proposition is what you learn. There are, at a good event, at a really, really good event, there's a very highly curated group of individuals who are presenting, who are very, very good at their craft. At a crappy event, that's not true, okay? I've been to events where there's 1,500 speakers and everybody gets 10 minutes and it's horrible, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. At a really good event, you're going to learn stuff and you're going to pick up little nuggets. And sometimes it's the smallest little nugget. Sometimes it's even, wow, wow. I'm inspired to do something now and to push through and try something I was never willing to try before. That's what happened, for example, with me with wanting to start a podcast. I was at an event. Pat had just started a podcast, Pat Flynn. He was successful and inspired me to go ahead and start my own podcast. You know, I asked him a couple of questions and boom, I was off to the races. So the other side of it is that today, while we're recording this in 2023, there are thousands of things vying for your attention. And while it's true that you can learn by listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and reading articles, and we offer all those things at Social Media Examiner, when you go to an event and you decide to immerse yourself three days into an experience and you choose not to watch videos and listen to podcasts, but instead you choose to be a student and go there with the intent to get your questions answered or to learn, man, it accelerates your learning. I don't know how else to say it, but you can walk out of there with so much inspiration, motivation, ideas, plans, all that kind of stuff to really accelerate your career. And that is something that is just not easy to do without intention, right? Because you're getting on an airplane. Typically you're taking yourself away from the daily distractions, home, family, Netflix, dot, dot, dot emails, right? And you're just going all in. And then of course, the other part of it is just, you get inspired when you're surrounded by people that are just like you. Those are the reasons why I think it's really important whether you go to Social Media Marketing World or any other event to go to events. And I go to lots of events. I'll be going to like six different events this year because I feel like it's really critical for what I'm trying to do.
1: It's interesting because you, you mentioned the speakers and, and I think that's awesome. And you, there's so much value and learning that you get from the speakers. But one thing that I've noticed at an event like Social Media Marketing World is you're not only learning from the speakers, but also the people in the room quality of marketer that you have in the room, there's so much that you can learn in just a conversation with them. 100%. Awesome. Okay. So you started the conference you inspired to do this based on the things that you were seeing. And now it's been going for 10 years. That's a long time. Has it evolved? Has it changed at all over the 10 years?
0: Oh my gosh. It's changed in a lot of different ways, Leslie. So in the early days, it was in a hotel, not in a convention center. And there's pros and cons, but a convention center allows a lot more space for people to sit, network, connect. In a hotel, you're usually jam-packed into a little bit of space and you don't really have anywhere to go. It's just kind of like you're standing at the top of an escalator, which is not an ideal situation. In the beginning, we did panels. And over time, we learned that panels are kind of the worst kind of content there is. From a speaker's perspective, panels rock. Right. Cause you get, you don't have to prepare. They're going to ask you a series of questions. But sometimes they suck because you're up there with a whole bunch of people and you're lucky to get five minutes in, right? Five or 10 minutes because everybody's like trying to say something, right? But you get a free ticket, right? So that's the advantage to panels. But from the audience perspective, we started noticing that nobody rated the panels very high at all. No matter how good the panel moderator was, panels just weren't rocking it. So we don't do panels, which means we have a lot less speakers. But it also puts the onus on the speaker I mean, to really refine their craft because they own the stage, right? So that's, that's the difference is that we've evolved the quality of the content by not having panels. In addition, we've also added entertainment. So in the beginning, we had some entertainment, but over the years, we have really upped our entertainment. And Leslie knows exactly. He's smiling. You know, we have now professional musicians. Sometimes there's skits. I mean, like, it's full production, man. Like, like this crew puts on a really good show. This is not like your traditional event. It's just the entertainment value is kind of huge. Also, one of the things that makes us a little different than a lot of other events is that there's no application process to speak at Social Media Marketing World. And this has actually made us really successful. One of the things that I learned a lot about other events, and I was watching my friends who are events people do this is there'd be this application process. And then of course they could never accept all the applications. Then you had all these speakers that felt horrible because they were rejected, right? Well, I just decided, and by the way, sometimes the person who could put the best application together, who isn't necessarily the best speaker will get chosen. So I just decided to learn from a lot of the mistakes that my peers had made. And I just said, we're never going to have an application. We're just going to hundred percent recruit. And the, the benefit to that from the attendee perspective is these speakers that speak at Social Media Marketing World, they want to speak at Social Media Marketing World. They're there because they know that they may not get asked back, right? So they bring their A-game, there's no guarantee that any particular speaker is going to come back. And as a result, a lot of the speakers at Social Media Marketing World prepare their best work for this event. A lot of times the work that they present at these events turns out to be the foundation for their books, it's happened so many different times. So this is a distinction But something that is different is I got to share a little story. Anybody who's in the event industry knows about what I'm about to talk about. But unfortunately, the world shut down in March of 2020 due to COVID. And our event was March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And March 12th is when the world shut down. We had more than 4,000 attendees there. And as we were getting ready for it, everybody was pressuring us to cancel the event and there were definitely some people who didn't make it from Japan and, and other countries right? that were more familiar with what was going on with COVID because it hadn't struck America yet. In the midst of the event, the very first person in the United States ended up passing away, I think, in the state of Washington. And all of a sudden, all these speakers started getting cancellations. A lot of the speakers at Social Media Marketing World are often keynote speakers at other events, but they they come to speak at Social Media Marketing World. and And I was like, wow, okay. Well, I said to myself, we're going to be fine. This is going to be like a three-month thing, you know? (laughs) Well, it turned out, obviously, everybody knows the end of the story. It was like the Titanic, unfortunately, right? So we couldn't have an event for two years. The San Diego Convention Center became an emergency shelter for homeless people that were displaced because of all the jobs that were lost. So what ended up happening was our event didn't happen in 2021. We had it again in 2022. And fortunately, we had 2,000 people show up, but it was half the size of what it was. And this year in 2023, we're on track to have 2,000 people there again, which we're very excited about. But what's changed pre-COVID versus COVID is there's still a lot of people that have not yet gone back to events. And I think the other part of it is that we're also in this economic uncertainty time right now, right, where there's a lot of people... We're dealing with inflation. The cost of travel has gone up, right? So I've spoken to so many friends in the event industry and they're just, none of them are back to the size that they were pre-COVID. Now, you could look at that as a problem or you could look at that as an opportunity. I tend to look at that as an opportunity. I think that those who choose to go to events are the ones that are going to get the most out of it, right? Because they know this is their opportunity to be Having an incredible experience that's not nearly as large as it was, because I'm not going to lie, when there was more than 4,000 people, it was pretty huge, (laughs) right? And I could go days without seeing someone, right? Now everything is on one level. The likelihood of not bumping into someone is almost not going to happen, right? And we don't have as many simultaneous tracks going on. So I think it's just a really great opportunity to experience the best of the best and to actually really connect with the people that you hope to connect with. Because the good news about my conference is nearly every speaker stays there for the duration of the event. And as you know, Leslie, a lot of other events, speakers are in and out. They fly in, they fly out, they literally disappear behind a curtain. Here at Social Media Marketing World, everyone is encouraged to be available and accessible. And we work really hard to make sure that you get a chance to not just have a sh- short, casual conversation, but hopefully a deep conversation with the people you really want to talk to. And I'm one of those people. My main job outside of my presentation, my opening keynote, is literally just to wander around the halls and talk to anyone who wants to talk to me. There is a 0% chance you will not find me and be able to talk to me. I mean, you've seen it, Leslie. You know, I just wander, wander around. I make myself accessible.
1: Yep. Okay, so one of the things that I know a lot of people look forward to, especially when it comes to content, is the opening keynote that you give. You've had some very interesting opening keynotes, and I'm just curious: how do you go about choosing the topic for the opening keynote?
0: Well, why don't you tell everybody what we did in 2022, Leslie? Ah,
1: uh, that was the best. Okay, so 2022, we did this thing where it was a Matrix theme, and before you went up and gave your talk, I I was the the main stage MC, so I got to introduce you, and we did a bit. From the Matrix. And I dressed up as Morpheus. The lights were down. You had the letters and numbers coming down. And the, the numbers coming down on the screen in green and black. And I acted as if I was Morpheus inviting people to. You were Morpheus, dude. I oh, well, You're right. You know what? I'm going to claim it. I was Morpheus for at least two minutes. <laughs> Until what happened? <laughs> Until I. well Their glasses. My glasses fell off in the middle of the bit, but it, I mean, it was just awesome. It was an amazing experience. People loved it. And it really set the stage for your keynote. I'm excited for the keynote this year, but but yeah, how do you go about choosing those keynote topics?
0: Well, and just to elaborate a little bit more for those that weren't there, I spoke about Chris Dixon's S-curve and I talked about how social platforms go from uh, attract to extract. And I talked about how all the social platforms are the, are in the extract phase, right? In the beginning, it's all about everything is awesome, right? And they all want to come to our platform. It's going to be amazing. And then they flip the switch and they essentially, you realize you're like this, you're, you're a battery for the matrix, right? And and I talked about how we're in the extract phase and it was a pretty big eye opener for, for a lot of individuals. So historically, Leslie, to answer the question, what do I do? So it's a little bit of mad science, I'm not going to lie. For the last couple of years, in 2022, I did The Matrix. In 2020, it was Star Wars. And in 2019, it was Indiana Jones. Now, I'm not going to tell everybody what popular movie it's going to be for 2023. They're going to have to come experience it. But I will tell you that I do get inspired by pop media and culture And what I try to do is with a lot of my keynotes is I always try to, first of all, share a little bit of history. There's something about nostalgia, which is really powerful for a lot of people. And nearly every one of my presentations, I I go back and talk about what times were like not too long ago. And I think it's, it's always a really good story and it's always a real good setup. And I engineer it in such a way that it's a setup for whatever my theme is going to be for the presentation. And I tend to use a lot of data. So a lot of people may not know this, but we've been releasing the social media marketing industry report every year since 2009. I think this will be like the 14th year we've done it. So I have insights from the study that we did that I work into the presentation and reveal some of that through storytelling inside the presentation. I obviously give a lot of examples. This year, what I'm gonna be doing is that, And I'm also going to be talking about the future. So I've got a a couple of future focused things that I plan to talk about. But it is, it's a lot of work, man. How much time do you spend preparing for the keynote? I'd say about a hundred hours. A hundred hours. About a hundred hours. Yeah. Which sounds like crazy, but in my mind, here's how I look at this. I'm only going to give this presentation one time. Uh-huh. by the way, I can never be a preacher. You know, I go to church and I listen to the pastor every week and it's like, they prepare their stuff every week. Like I, if it takes me a hundred hours, there's only how many hours in the week, right? I can never do that. But what I try to do is I put myself in the position of people have paid a lot of money to come experience this event. And I want my presentation to be something they've never heard before. I want a, a big chunk of them to say that one presentation was worth the entire Price of admission to the conference, so I set the bar and the standard exceptionally high. I can tell you right now, there's 122 slides, and I've only got 45 minutes to get them done, right? So I just constantly refine it and refine it and refine it. And right now I'm in practice mode. Uh, We're recording this in the middle of February. I've given it three times to myself. I plan to practice at least nine or ten more times before the actual keynote. And the reason I do that is because I just want to know my material. You know, I just want to know my material. And me and Pat Flynn are kind of alike, you know, even though I could just get up there and talk, I kind of feel like this is a performance, right? And I'm not as much of a performance artist as Pat is, but I know Pat spends a lot of time really refining his craft. And in my particular case, I really want to make sure that I'm weaving stories that interconnect and that unlocks happen at various times throughout the presentation. I want to make sure that it's not boring ever which is part of the reason why I've got so many slides. That's just my my kind of philosophy.
1: Yeah. And so now you've been doing this for a long time. You've spoken on, obviously, social media marketing world's large stage and many other stages. Do you still get nervous? Do you get the jitters before or during your presentation? I think...
0: First of all, anyone who doesn't have a little bit of butterflies in their stomach is probably lying to you. Like, Leslie, I'm sure you feel that way just before you get up on stage. Is that true?
1: I feel it the most right before I get on stage. Yeah. And then there's the moment where it all kind of vanishes and I'm in the zone. How, how is it for you?
0: It's the same, man. The moment everybody's cheering and stuff. And, you know, it, it, it's just, it's awesome. Even though I have been a podcaster for over a decade. And even though I've done live talk shows and a lot of presentations in my career, and even though I've got an undergraduate degree in speech and a master's degree in speech communications, it still doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter because when you realize what's at stake, right, when you're about to get up on stage and everybody has an objective, right? The objective might be, in your case, to entertain and make people feel good. In my case, it's more about making sure the message gets conveyed and also all the other stuff I talked about. There is a little bit of like, sometimes there's that little thought in your head. Usually it happens way before you go up on stage. Like, who am I? Why is anyone ever going to listen to me? Right. But I don't deal with that when I'm literally, here's what really goes down. Literally, I'm sitting there in the front row next to my wife and kids and my assistant. And I know what's about to happen. I'm watching the countdown timer. You and I have practiced. Literally, the clock starts ticking. It's almost as if in those movies where everything goes tick. 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 And it slows down, right? Like yeah. everything slows down. And I'm like, "Here is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it here yet? I try to do that deep breathing. My roadcaster edited it out. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I'm really like trying to keep it together. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, you got this, Mike, you practice this, just go up there and have fun. Right. And I'm a little bit nervous, you know, and I'm not going to lie. One of my other struggles is I'm dyslexic. Which means that sometimes I'll read a word on the screen and it won't be that word, you know, it'll be a different word. And sometimes I'll catch it and sometimes I won't. Right. But I've just had to work beyond that. I have just had to say to myself, you know what? I got this. I got my visuals there. It's going to say the right thing. Even if I screw it up, I think I'm going to be just fine. But I'll tell you what, man, it's definitely, it's definitely a little stressful. And, you know, having done a lot of events, my fellow speaker friends are also very stressed. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I I encourage them. I'm all you got this, you got this. A lot of this is just nerves, right? A lot of this is just self-doubt that we don't have what it takes. But the fact of the matter is that I don't think if you're human, you're going to have a little bit of butterflies, man. You got to.
1: Absolutely. And I would imagine, I mean, just taking this to the next level, for the person that's coming to social media marketing world, I would imagine that many of them get nervous, right? Especially if it's their first time I'm wondering what advice would you have for someone that is a first time attendee at social media marketing?
0: Well, I can relate because I've been to plenty of events for the first time where, and I didn't know anybody. Step number one is we have a really great Facebook group and you can just post in there. Hey, I'm new and share a little bit about yourself and find people that share things in common with you. Like, Hey, I work for this kind of company and I'm looking for this kind of insights. And all of a sudden other people that are just like you are going to say, Hey, I am too. And before you know it, you start having private communications with them over a messenger. And then you guys agree maybe to meet up for coffee, right. Or to walk over to the convention center from the hotel. That's the first thing that I would encourage you to do is try your best to take advantage of the networking opportunities. Pre-event the Facebook group is one we do. We actually have live events, which I don't know if you're part of Leslie. Are you part of these? Yeah, can you explain that and how how that works?
1: Oh, yeah. So we're gonna have a live event where we are gonna actually get people together on Zoom. I think we're gonna do it on. And basically we're gonna be sharing tips for first-time attendees, tips on how to get the most out of your experience. And then we'll also give you time where you can connect with people in breakout rooms and so that when you come there, it's not the first time you're meeting those people. You already have people that are looking forward to meeting you. So if you're not planning on Uh, attending those events, change that right now because you're going to get a lot out of it.
0: Yeah. So outside of that, you know, you could go into the Facebook group and start searching for people that are inside the Facebook group and just private messaging them, right? Hey, I see you do what I do. I would love to chat with you. You know, can we catch up? Like I've seen people posting how people are having local meetups in their city before they come to social media marketing world, just because it just so happens there's another person from their city that's coming. There might be people on your airplane or at the airport, you know. So the good news is generally once the conference happens, everybody wears their lanyard. Mm-hmm. So once you actually get to the conference, a good place to to go, even if you're not staying, is our headquarter hotel, the Manchester Grand Hyatt. You can go over there the day before and good chance there's going to be people hanging out. All over the place that are attending social media marketing world, usually in the bar area. (laughs) So if you're an extrovert, that's a great place to start. But if you're an introvert, you know, and you're walking from the hotel over to the convention center for the first time, just keep in mind that there's a lot of things that we do at social media marketing world to make it really easy. First of all, there's a nice gap in between sessions where you can actually sit next to someone and have a chat. Secondly, we have this thing called the networking plaza. And this is a really fun place where you can actually go and there are round tables with all these different topics. And you can sit down, for example, at the artificial intelligence table or at the Instagram marketing table or specialty tables for like coaches and consultants and that kind of stuff. So we work really hard to make sure that there is actually a place where you can actually sit down and make contacts with people. Obviously, beyond that, there's just so many other things like there's evening events that I really encourage you to go to, even if you're an introvert, like just get outside your comfort bubble because this is your opportunity to kind of like do stuff that might be draining for you otherwise. But like the days, it's only a few days and when it's over,
1: it's over. All right. I love it. I love it. Okay. So someone is listening. They're convinced. They want to find out more about social media marketing world. Where can they go? Okay.
0: First of all, there are some people listening who probably can't attend. And I just want to mention that we do have some cool online options. We've got a on-demand ticket, which means you can watch live. Now, if you buy an all-access ticket, you also get an on-demand ticket, but you can watch live from wherever you are. No, the on-demand ticket, I'm sorry, is not live. The streaming ticket is live. There's a streaming ticket and an on-demand ticket. So the streaming ticket lets you watch live and the on-demand ticket lets you watch the content whenever you want to watch the content. So if you want to find out a lot more about Social Media Marketing World, the easiest place to go to is socialmediamarketingworld.info.
1: Awesome. Mike, thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. And I, I hope to see you at Social Media Marketing World. That's going to be awesome. But Mike, I know I'll see you there. And that's it for this episode.
0: Hey, this week, we don't have any show notes for you, but if you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. And if you've been a long-time listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelsner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week or maybe even a few days. I hope you make the best out of your day. May social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.